0: discussed during this episode is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be viewed as investment advice or as a solicitation or offer to buy or sell any securities foster and friends is not a registered investment advisor and is separate from brent foster services offered under northbound wealth management llc foster and friends is a show where i have peer-to-peer conversations from entrepreneurs and creators to corporate soldiers and humble leaders I believe there is often a lot to learn and laugh about when listening to stories of others. Please join me in honoring their lives, sharing their stories, and gaining a new perspective. Bob Loy, welcome to Foster and Friends, man.
1: Thanks, Brett. It's great to be here.
0: Awesome, dude. I'm excited to be here. I am very excited to have you here. And just like every single guest that comes on the show, this is not a bribe or anything. I just do this out of the goodness of my heart. I usually present a gift and, and this one is St. Elmo's steakhouse. Thank you St. Elmo's for being in Indianapolis and creating this. This is really good. Um, it is straight bourbon whiskey with dark cherry and bourbon vanilla beans. So this goes to my friend, Bob Loy. Wow.
1: Thank you. I'm, uh,
0: looking forward to trying it
1: yeah dude so give me some advice is this a is this a sip on the rocks
0: sip on the rocks
1: type, type yeah. of whiskey okay
0: this is a sip on the rocks uh kind of like uh you want it to tr- just uh <laughs> marinate in that ice as it melts cool okay it, and okay. then and then just get the cherry and the vanilla got it and so it's not something you go neat with you can but i personally like it on the rocks
1: okay so, well i appreciate that i'll yeah. uh i'll take advantage of that yeah, dude.
0: great that's awesome so welcome to 2022 man um uh how was your christmas
1: you know we had a great holiday as a family yeah. we had uh covid did not interrupt any christmas plans great so that was awesome i know yeah. there's a lot of families out there who have who have had that happen and <laughs> we were lucky brutal. that that did not happen so we had a great family christmas um both sides we had to yep travel for uh, a weekend here and there uh, with my family and with my in-laws yeah um but we were able to see everybody yeah. and uh and just had a great time that's awesome family got was able to get together and just yeah. really enjoyed each other and and then uh, we got to spend a lot of time as an immediate family together uh, for a couple of weeks too just being at home and enjoying
0: each other yeah i love this family first dude family yeah. first so any uh new year's resolutions you know uh i d I'd really don't. Um
1: no. uh, I used to do a lot of resolution stuff. Lose weight, have, stop yeah, drinking. You know, the typical <laughs> the, the typical things that you know ninety percent of Americans probably put yeah. in there. But
0: the fat diet, uh,
1: But I'm gonna be real with you, man. Yeah. I, I think that uh you know this this sounds it's easier said than done, but kind of my own personal belief and philosophy is if I create a lifestyle, then I don't have to have a worry about a resolution. Amen to that. You know, if I can create if the lose weight, if losing weight is something to be uh that's people want to do. I mean, you know, my encouragement is to try and generate a lifestyle that you can that you can sustain long term, right. that is healthy and and allows you to feel good, and then you don't have to worry about a January resolution that fails in February. So, right. um, so that's my goal is always to uh, develop and create a lifestyle for myself and my family that I don't have to worry about having a resolution on January first to change something drastic. So, totally. small tweaks here and there, constant self-improvement and self-growth personal Mm -hmm, growth uh mm -hmm. i think that's you know that's where that's kind of where i where i live
0: yeah i need to do more of that (laughs) dude i need to do more of that i love that dude so a lot of people out there um that is really important to do i I just love that if you have a lifestyle you don't ever have to have a resolution (laughs) who's been your greatest uh motivation oh my gosh who is there a specific person, I don't know. role model or anything like that? Have you ever thought of it that yeah. way? I don't know that
1: I have a one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God has put people in my life throughout my entire career at the right times, um, personally and professionally, that have given me the motivation to, to move in certain directions. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes all the way back from, you know, growing up in a wonderful family with my dad mm-hmm. uh, and just the the hard work uh, the basically, you know, do whatever it takes to provide. Um, even though I don't like it, I don't enjoy it. It's what's best to make the best for my family. You know, that kind of an attitude that he's always had. And so from that being instilled in me from the time I was really young, uh, through high school teachers, um, you know, I think from little up, I've always said I wanted to be a teacher and a coach. Yeah. And because I've had great influences in the classroom and great influences on the field. Yeah. Um, people who I could look to of high character, of uh, just, you know, someone you look at and think, man, I really want to be like that guy. You yeah. know, I, I want something that he's got. And yeah. so I've had that really growing up uh, all through high school. Um, You're fortunate. I was very fortunate. Yeah. Still am. I mean, I yeah. still have people like that in my life that. Uh, that I who I turn to who I look towards uh who I get to talk with and interact with you know God puts these people in my life all the time and um so I can't really speak to one person mm-hmm. you know I think it depends on what it is uh that the focus is at the, time, right, at the time and then that puts a different person kind of in my you know in my folk or as the person of influence right uh,
0: we've yeah had, you know I'm sitting here thinking about <clears throat> some people or have you have you ever come across people where you're like that is not what I want to be like?
1: Oh, absolutely! You, I think you <laughs> so, always, you know, there's okay. How do you want to be, or what do you want to be, right? right. And then, uh, and we hear, I hear testimonies a lot from from men from and guy, yeah. just uh, well. I had an example of what not to do. You know, some guys really have that yeah. in their life. Well, this yeah. was my example, whether it be their father or another family member or a leader, you yes. know, of, of a place that they've worked with, a coach or a coach. Yeah. I don't want to be like that guy. Yeah, like- and so then they, <laughs> then they work obviously off of that. Right. To, to be the anti, antithesis of that yeah. and that's and right. do the opposite. Right. So, right. and in turn, because of that, uh, then they turn out to be a great husband, father, leader, et cetera, you know, right. because they've had an example of what not to do. Exactly. Man. And they can recognize it. And I think that's important for us too, is when you see it, do you recognize that that isn't, the best way to do things or right. how to do things right. that impact people in a positive way
0: correct dude that's that's right on man let's see is there uh so there's not really any specific person but it it, it kind of over time evolves and it, develops and um as you get older we're aging man don't say it <laughs> nope I'm sitting here, th- nope. man. As we get older, we're not in our 20s anymore. Hey, just
1: because the number gets bigger does not mean that we are aging.
0: <laughs> we're like we're a fine wine. We, we get better with time. Is how I try to look at this. That's my goal. Yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, and it's it's harder to recover from workouts for sure. <laughs> i to struggled. And we're,
1: There's some truth in yeah, that too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and weight just doesn't come off like it used to. But um. <laughs> What, uh, here's, here's just a, I've got a bunch of random questions here. What part of your life experience would you alter if you had the chance to, is there any one thing that you would change if in, in obviously, you know, that can be anything, something simple or something complex.
1: Yeah. My gosh, man. I, you know, the, the answer that everybody wants to be able to give is, well, everything happens for a specific reason. And and so I wouldn't change anything because that affects the person I am now. right? Right.
0: That's the um, typical.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the, the typical response that yeah. you hope that everybody really believes. Sure. And
0: yeah, not just, you know, tongue in cheek saying that.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have something that I would go back and say, I wish that were different. Now I will say there are, there was a, there was a point in my life, um, uh, we were, I was 28 years old mm-hmm. and my wife and I were pregnant with my first son with, yeah. or our only son, first child. Yeah. And, uh, we were about seven months pregnant. And I got sick and found out that I had cancer. Yeah. And so, um, yes, obviously, I would change that because uh, obviously nobody wants that, right? Nobody wants that for themselves. Nobody wants yeah. that for, for somebody in their family. And and for me, looking back, I, I saw what it did and the impact it had, um, at least immediate impact negatively of concern, sadness, yeah. worry on my wife. Um and the rest of my family, so mm. you don't wish that on anybody, right? But then you look at, you know, what it did for us and mm. for myself, and I thought, you know, never have I ever, <clears throat> never have I really known that mm. this was completely out of my control, mm. and all my faith had to be get, had to get put into what God had in store for us, mm. and um, because there was literally nothing that I could do to help myself other than go to the, you know, go to the doctor and get treatment, you know, but, uh, but it was completely, I couldn't go change jobs to improve the situation. You know, I couldn't, uh, sell my house and move to improve the situation. I couldn't, um, quit something or quit drinking or quit doing this to, to improve the scenario or the situation. It was, it was just listen to my doctor and do what he said. Um, and so, you know, we were, we were blessed really through the whole, the whole thing. I mean, you look at it and you think, well, you're just ready to have a baby. How can you look at it that way? But I stayed home Mm -hmm. for the first, my wife and I got to be together Mm -hmm. at home Mm -hmm. with our first child for the first three months.
0: And that's a blessing.
1: And that was a blessing for us. Um, You know, I are at the time, um, my employer had had something set up where uh, they had like a sick bank. And so you could donate days. And so I got full compensation for the entire time that I was off of work for that time. And that's a blessing, you know, that how many people can say that they go <laughs> yeah. on on a six month, six sick, sick leave, and then get full compensation. And that uh, just doesn't it, happen. That does. Uh, yeah. And so things like that were in place. Uh, and I, I believe, uh-huh. you know, because, uh, because they needed to be for us to be able to get through and sustain and come out on the other side, you know, and, right. and I believe, I still believe, um, somebody had to see me go through that and see me react to it, grow out of it and come through it and fight through it. Right. And I may never know who that person was, who was impacted That's by right. that, by that story or or mm-hmm. by that journey that mm-hmm. they had to see or hear of me go through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it is part of my story and somebody needs to hear that. Yeah. And so I don't hesitate to ever talk about or share it. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, sometimes I, 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 I
0: I'm glad. Let me back did. up. Sometimes I do
1: <laughs> kind of hesitate because I don't like the conversation to only
0: be around that, be yeah. around that. And, I and get, that's, a, I get that. That's something
1: yeah. that when you bring that up, everybody's like, everybody's immediately changes their focus to, yeah. like, Oh, well, let's talk about that. And, and it's not about me. No, you know, I, yeah. so.
0: I totally get it. I totally get it. So, um, like one of the, Ha, ha, and and we'll talk about it a little bit more, but sure, that's okay. Can, cancer is, uh, what kind of cancer was it? It Just was so uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. Yeah. And how long did it take to get through that period of time?
1: I would say from
0: diagnosis to the end.
1: Yeah, probably from diagnosis until I was, so you were 28. So yeah, 28 years old, uh, it was September of okay. that year of 2009. Yep. And, um, it was May of 2010 when I was finished with treatment.
0: Okay. And then when were you cleared? Uh,
1: I was technically after two months. So this is a really, this is another kind of God intervention in the story. Yeah. Love um, to hear it. (laughs) So I was getting treatment every, every two weeks. Yep. Um, I would go in, um, and it took most of the day and I would have my chemo and, Mm -hmm. and so on. And so every time I would go in, I would see the doctor and they would do, um, blood work and so on. And Mm -hmm. then every, I think every other time, about once a month, they do an x-ray or a PET scan and, and kind of go through and make sure everything was still progressing the way they wanted it to. And after four treatments or about two months when I went to see my doctor, um, he said that they could not see the mass that was in my chest any longer on the chest x-ray. So I had a a 10 centimeter mass about the size of a softball in my chest is where they, uh, when they did the chest x-ray, when they found it. Yeah. And after four treatments, they couldn't find it any longer. They couldn't see it on an x-ray anymore. This so it gone. So essentially what he called, he said I was in clinical remission is what he said is how okay. they so, define that. Yeah. Uh, so that was on a Tuesday, uh-huh. uh, in December, it would be December. Uh, I guess it would have been December 9th. Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I went out to dinner on the, um, uh, sorry, that would have been December 8th. Went out to, out to dinner on that Thursday yeah. to celebrate. Right. And went to de chow up in, uh, I was up in Noblesville. That was a good one. I, (laughs) you know, I like to eat, man. I like to eat. And so that was a great, that was a great choice. Um, but we went that evening on that Thursday Mm -hmm. would have been, uh, the 10th, I believe. And then, um, that night we went to the hospital and had, had our son the next day on Friday. Oh my
0: gosh. So, uh, wow. That is a, that's awesome. yeah, Yeah. So we
1: had, uh, clinical remission. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to, um, well, I, w- I could have stayed in the hospital room, but yeah. I was still a little nauseous from, from that, from the chemo stuff. Yeah. So I had to step out, but yeah. born, uh, December 11th and, Congrats. um, and healthy, you know, and, yeah. and like I said, then we were able to be home and mm-hmm. I was able to be there and mm-hmm. COVID wasn't a thing then. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, there wasn't any kind of restriction with that, but,
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, then how, how did you grow through that? Like looking back on it now, as you tell that story, that's a very impactful um, narrative. But you know, how looking back at it, how'd you grow? Like, how do you feel like you are a different person today? Well, it, of that?
1: I think what it did for me, and I'll go back to to my kind of my faith journey a little bit. Yeah, it, it was it was really what allowed me uh, to have an experience that a lot you hear a lot of people talk about where. Um, you know, maybe they hit rock bottom and they, they had no choice, but to put their, put their faith in God and, mm-hmm. and really rely on what their faith is, mm-hmm. you know, as the foundation. And this was, this was the time that we had to do that. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a choice because right. we knew, um, we knew this was, this was something we had to deal with. We knew that this was something that, um, was, you know, was dangerous. It was, it was scary. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, unknowns. Of a, a lot of unknowns, but I never ever felt nervous about it. I never felt worried about it. It was something that now allows me to go back and say, "Well, remember when we had to go through that? Mm-hmm. What we're doing, going through now, isn't even close, close. to what that <laughs> was." And look at how we were able to just. Take a deep breath.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rely, rely oh, okay. on, and know that God's going to be there. You know, yeah. we know that He He took us through that, mm-hmm. and my goodness, if if He's going to get us through something like that, then then you know this what seems in the moment like could be a major is a big deal isn't really that big of a deal. Yes. and we're going to get through it totally. Um, so that's really, I think, where my biggest growth out of that has come, and um, you know, and my my mom is a breast cancer survivor now, mm. and and so when when that came through, I I was able to kind of help talk her through some of that. I've had uh, numerous, I mean, it's amazing when you, it's like, when you buy a new car, all of a sudden you see everybody, every other one, just like (laughs) it going down the road. Like you think you're kind of unique,
0: right? Yeah. And
1: then. uh, I need
0: Tesla or something. Right. So now
1: everybody else driving down the road has the exact same car and they, in the same color, right? Well, for us or for me anyway, when, when we went through that now it was, man, it's just more and more people that you hear about and know about have you know, have had the same type or, or, or similar type. And, yeah. and God puts people in my path now who mm-hmm. I can now speak to and talk with about it. Right. You know? So,
0: because otherwise you wouldn't have that same, that experience to relate to. Exactly. Like and, and,
1: uh and it allows, you know, like, it allows me to kind of help, help them see that, Hey, it's, it's going to be okay. Here's what you can expect. Mm-hmm. You know, here are some of the things that, Uh, that I had to go through. Now, my experience might've been a little bit different obviously Mm -hmm. because of the type or Mm -hmm. the treatment or whatnot and age and all these other things. But, um, but it helps me give them some hope, you know, and some peace of it's going to be okay. You know, there is a light at the end. Mm -hmm. It's going to, it's going to really be hard for a few months, but then after that, it's going to be, it's going to be fine.
0: Yeah. It sure, it sure sounds like your relationship with God, you've gotten closer to him, your wife, your family, that type of thing. it's very, it's very profound how he can take things like that and totally, and almost completely, change somebody's life in their perspective on life. Right, and then make them relatable to other people, so that we can all share in our suffering, if you will.
1: Well, he doesn't cause it. You no, know, he but doesn't he uses come. it
0: exactly. You know, he exactly. uses that's, it for his, for good. That's what he, right. you know, what
1: we, what the enemy, what Intense intends for, for evil, evil, he uses for good. Exactly, and, yeah. and that's I think what a big example in our life of of truth in that right,
0: exactly. So um, let's transition. Uh, I'd love to hear uh, about where you went to school, where'd you grow up yeah. your story? What do you do now? And then uh, also, if you could transition from from what you're doing now into um, meaning like teaching, that's sure. what I'm referring to is right. teaching and then how did how did you come into Fight Club and then Fair Warrior and that type of stuff? Okay, yeah, ministry. So kind of where'd you grow up, man?
1: Well, I'm a I'm a small town country boy from northern Indiana. There you uh, go. <laughs> I grew up on a farm. Yep. I uh, went to a real small high school, uh, Shipshawana, Indiana is I've a, heard of it. Is so a small I have town. no clue
0: on a map where that's happening. It's again. about
1: it's about an hour straight north of Fort Wayne if you're
0: driving okay. north. Um, so those of you on the west coast who listen, yeah, Fort Wayne. Yeah, where? north
1: <laughs> so sorry about that. Uh, I forget we're yeah. talking we're not talking just people here in the right. Midwest, but <laughs> Uh, We are in the northeast corner of Indiana, about 10 minutes south of the Michigan-Indiana
0: border. Okay, so how far to Chicago?
1: Uh, It would be about two to two and a half hours uh, straight east of Chicago. Got it. And... we're about two and a half hours northeast of Indianapolis.
0: Okay, so you are out where you don't get cell reception.
1: There, there are many, there are more points out there where their cell reception goes out than here. Yes. You
0: need GPS. You need <laughs> coordinates. Out there, it right. seems like they talk in coordinates. Yeah, four thousand north, eight hundred, yeah. whatever. And you're like, really? Yep, yep. that's exactly and right. When you Hit the dirt road. You take a left.
1: There are many gravel <laughs> roads up there. That is so, for sure.
0: So yeah, um, so you grew up there. Yeah, So my,
1: my family background is, is pretty unique. I think, um, on my mom's side, uh, my mom grew up Amish and so I have a, a big, uh,
0: I did not know that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So my grandparents on my mom's, you know, my grandparents on that side of the family were, mm-hmm. uh, were Amish, a lot of, lot of cousins, Amish hmm. cousins, a uh, couple aunts and uncles that are, that are Amish. And so big family, mom had, yeah. mom had, uh, I think it was 15 brothers and sisters. Wow. So a lot of cousins, a lot of aunts. I mean, just a great time at mm-hmm. family Christmas, right? No so, kidding. Uh, we get together a couple times a year still, and just uh, it's it's a lot of fun. a wow. lot of fun. So that is unique. Very unique. Uh, very unique. The community there is uh, is a very obviously heavy Amish community. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I would say probably you speak Dutch. Uh, a little bit, a little, bit. little okay. bit, not, not, a, not, a, not to, enough to, not enough to share a lot. I've so been by,
0: I, I used, I, I, I would go to Amish auctions. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. um, thankfully they spoke English too. Right. So, right. But that makes they like to talk oh, in yeah. Dutch. So I had no clue what they were saying. They are yeah. probably making fun of me. <laughs> you know, that, that <laughs> could have been, probably. that could have been. Yeah. No, keep um, going.
1: No, but so I went to real small high school, but played, uh, I was an athlete, played, Three sports: soccer, baseball, basketball wow. through high school. Yeah, um, and when Solid. you're in a small school and you're a halfway decent athlete, uh, then you get to play a lot. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, that was my. I was a halfway decent average athlete at a really small school, so I got to play a lot of sports. Hey, big and fish. Small, it was small pond. it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Had a lot of fun. Went ended up going down to uh University of Southern Southern Indiana, which okay. is in Evansville. So yeah. if you think I grew up in the northeast corner of the yeah, state, and I went you're... to college in the southwest That's corner cool. of the state. Yeah. So about six hours, it's about a six-hour drive or yeah. three hundred three to three hundred and fifty miles yeah. uh, span. Yeah. But went down there for elementary education. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, I've always I really have known surprise, probably since middle school that I wanted to be a teacher and a coach that's very um, unique too. I think some of the a lot of people don't know what to do. They don't. You yeah. know, they get out of high school, they don't know what to do. And and it yeah. really never varied for me. Mm-hmm. I I had great influencers and and wonderful people in my life who mm-hmm. were teachers and coaches. And I thought, well, you know, they seem like really I great people. That. Why wouldn't I want to be like one of them? You True. know, I knew I didn't want to farm. I knew I didn't want to work in a factory, which is a which is another, you know, huge industry in that area as a trailer yep. factory. I didn't want to do that. hmm um, I didn't want to work in construction, which is another industry up there that I, you know, yeah. out of high school a lot of people will go into. Yep. And um it seems like the teachers in my area had had it made, man. They had they went on <laughs> vacations, they had some summers, <laughs> summers off. off. I'm like,
0: I know, right?
1: I need I need to do this. Yeah, that's
0: know? a good it's it's great. And then also just teaching uh teaching young people is just uh something is invaluable to me. I Education I, is so important.
1: I agree. Uh, the impact and influence that, that you can have. And I coach my younger brother's uh, sports mm. teams, you know, when I was in high school and he was in middle school, elementary. Mm. I would coach his teams. And so That's I really, really loved cool. and enjoyed that. Yeah. And so it just kind of, it just kind of naturally was something that I enjoyed and, and it felt like I was pretty good at. And so yeah. uh went to school for that. Yep.
0: So Had southern, a, Indiana. southern Indiana. And yep.
1: then from there. Then from there came up uh, into Carmel, central Indiana, around the Indianapolis area. Yep. Um, my wife and I met at college. She went to Chicago right out of college. I came to Indianapolis and then eventually I lured her down here to the middle of the state, and down in the Indianapolis boy. area. <laughs> and had a uh, boy. Good job. And uh, had, you know, got hired in Carmel, Indiana, which is just that northern mm-hmm. suburb. Yep. And have been here now. This is year 17 in the district. 17 years. Yep. That's awesome, man. Yep.
0: That's and, awesome. Um, so. and so now, Fight Club, can you tell me about how you? came into learning about Fight Club?
1: Yeah, Fight Club is a men's, men's program, a 10 week you know intense program that started actually in Goshen, Indiana, which is mm-hmm. close to where I grew up. So the yeah. like Northern part of the state. Yep, There was a pastor uh, at a church up there that started him and a group of men sat down and really wrote it and organized it and started it. Mm-hmm. And uh, about 10 years or so into my career, about 10 years after I had moved here, mm-hmm. I was part of a men's Bible study that we'd been meeting every Friday morning, and uh, we were looking for something new, something different to do, the next book to read, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I had seen a post on social media from a high school friend of mine about this thing he did called Fight Club. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was kind of a generic post, and it was something I think that all the guys who were going through it were probably said, hey, put this on your social media feed to right. kind <laughs> of get guys in or recruit or yeah. advertise per se. sure. And I saw him post it and I saw another guy post it that we went to high school with. Yeah. And the fact that both of them had posted it was really unique because the two of them in high school were not friends. And so.
0: So you're like, what? Yeah. It was really unique and different. (laughs) Um,
1: I thought the two of them really didn't, they didn't, they just didn't get along. You know, they they were not friends. Right. And after I had seen that from both Mm -hmm. of them, then i also noticed that the two of them their families were actually going through and were a part of a small group together so i thought if this could bring those two guys together to a point where their families now are are in a small group together uh going on you know couples dates together whatever i, I thought there's got to be something to this yeah so i actually called them up and i said hey tell me more about this fight clip thing mm-hmm. you know what is it he gave me as the typical pitches very little uh uh, cause we don't talk, we don't about talk follow. about it. Yeah, right? <laughs> so he gave me just enough to intrigue, yeah. you know? And, uh, and so we I wanted more, whatever it was, it was, it was enough that yeah. I wanted more. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, me well enough that mm-hmm. I usually don't, if I want something like that, I, I just go, I ask the right people. Like I don't right. mess around. I, no, I, I call see. the top dog. I'm like, Hey, tell me what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. How can I get involved and and how can I be a part of this? And so I did, I literally called the pastor and I said, I want to do this. Tell me what to do. And, um, and so I initially really wanted to do it at the church I was attending. Mm -hmm. Um, and the pastor, the men's pastor there had heard of it, uh, Mm -hmm. through another guy, but had never done it, didn't really know anything about it. And he said, well, you go through and do it first and then come back and talk to me about it and then Mm -hmm. we'll see what, see what we can do. And so I went and took that to my Bible study group that was meeting on Friday mornings. And there was a, you know, a rather poorly done promo video on the website and cause <laughs> yeah. it was so early, yeah, you know, that sure. stuff that they yeah. just trying to, trying to put something together. There were and no drones. There were no drones. <laughs> uh, there were no fancy microphones and cameras. It was, right. it was pretty, but it was enough. I said, Hey guys, it's all it takes. Do you want to do
0: this? There's an invitation.
1: Yeah. yeah. And cool. I said, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I said I'm either gonna go do it. Uh, There was one starting in Fort Wayne, which is again is that northern part of the state, a couple hours away. I said Mm -hmm. I'm gonna either go do that one. I said you guys can come with me. Yeah, we can do it together. I said, or we can do it together with the eight of us down here. And I said, and I'll I'll lead it. I'll organize it. I'll kind of put it together, and I'll help us figure it out. You know, I've never done it, but we'll I'll help us figure it out. I said, but and if you say no, that's fine. If you don't want to do it, I'm gonna do the one up there anyway. You know, yeah. in Fort Wayne. And so they all said, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And so I thought, well, okay, here we go. And uh, <laughs> so I had to kind of figure it out, you know. Yeah. And uh, so again with some phone calls and some mm-hmm. some help with my buddies, I we put some things together and you know, fight club, it focuses on relational, spiritual, mental, and physical growth and mm-hmm. challenges.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh and you get tasks every week, challenges every week in those areas, and you complete those tasks, you know, and it's uh, um, so I had, I was really passionate about and, and mm-hmm. had a high interest in the physical nutritional part. Right. Um, so I kind of delegated, I had another guy who did some of the, uh, relational challenges for every week we went, when we got together, he would say, okay, your relational challenge is this for the week, you mm-hmm. know, and another guy did scripture memorization. Um, and we read the book, every man's battle together. Mm-hmm. We met every Friday morning and we yeah. trudged through it, you know, we worked through it. Um, and it was great, obviously. And and right. um, uh that was about seven years ago, eight years ago. And and about
0: how, how big of a group was it initially?
1: Just the eight of us. Yeah, yeah just the eight. We sat around a round table at a uh-huh. at a local cafe every Friday morning at six AM and and there were eight guys. And yeah. so you have an accountability partner, so we needed an even number. And right, uh we had a couple guys who weren't normally part of that group that we and who we invited and mm-hmm. were interested in that. And mm-hmm. um one guy was just getting ready to get married another guy was uh was an older guy He'd been you know he was um more seasoned more i guess um uh, vintage vintage <laughs> uh the rest of us were about the same age you know that yeah. we were about 30 yeah 30 years old at the time right. and uh so pretty young i guess yeah, young compared box, to what we are man. now but <laughs> like we're old, uh, older now vintage <laughs> mid thirties. but anyway yeah. and uh yeah so it, it was just really a pretty small group of yeah. us that this did it to Really, kind of like I said, it was the next thing for us. It and, was something
0: new and different, and yeah. Entrenched. And you guys were were trying to better yourselves, right? I right. mean, everybody that said yes was was like, "Hey, I need to try to be a better person. I need to figure. I maybe need to challenge myself in some areas. I want to grow, because a lot of times what happens is after college, maybe the sports, like like with me, like I relied so heavily on the on the the teams i was on after i'm off those teams i'm in the workforce in a new region uh, of the country i've never been in and i had to start forming relationships again friendships and things and i I lost a lot of that camaraderie and accountability to growing and challenges Mm -hmm. and working and becoming a better person so when i found fight club it was a lot long it was several years after you guys founded it but through the church and stuff heard about it and then finally went and, and it, it appeals to me and it also appealed to a lot of my friends and stuff like that. So I'm um, um, glad that you guys got it kicked off and you said, st- you, you said yes to stepping up and trying to lead this and, and get it off the ground along with other men who have become leaders in all of this. So um it's really uh, awesome that you guys have done it. Um And that, so that was about what, eight years ago. Seven, yeah, eight that eight was, that's kind of what we're, you know, quote
1: unquote called a round one um, round one yeah. and we're getting ready to kick off round 15 now. So yeah, when is that? Uh, that is in March, March uh, registration opens up in February and uh, kickoff is March 18th.
0: So you guys out there um, and, and or wives who hear this, um, but the guys uh, say yes, show up um, how I think Matt covered this last time, but how many guys show up each round, two rounds a year,
1: yeah, we do two rounds a year, and we typically have between uh, five and six hundred guys each round that will that will say yes and, and go through. Yeah, and and literally from across the country, uh, across the world, really, and right. we've got we've got groups in Northern Ireland, we've mm-hmm. got a group in Brazil, mm-hmm. South America, mm-hmm. uh, we've got some we've got guys down in Georgia, up yep. in Michigan and Wisconsin. So literally across the so country, country and across the world, we've right. got guys who say yes, and and that's something that. You know, if there's a if there's some positives that come out of COVID, right? Yeah, there are. That is something that has stretched us as a group.
0: I was going to ask you to be
1: able so. to accommodate. Yeah, because uh, what it's enabled a lot of us, what's uh, not really enabled, but required a lot of us to do, is become more savvy in our tech skills and ability <laughs> to include people uh, who aren't in the same room with us, right? Yes. And so uh, we have a lot more guys now who are comfortable with and have the ability to navigate a virtual meeting or an online, an online forum. And so we have literally, you know, if you're out in California, listening to this right now, you could say yes. And we plug you into a virtual squad, a virtual group. And we have a leader who is completely dedicated to you as being a part of that. And he does, he does all the meeting and does everything uh, over the computer, you know, on, I I think he uses zoom and that online platform. Uh, and the experience from what we have ga- gotten back feedback we've gotten from guys is really, really positive. Um, you know, you don't have to be there every time, but you get that interaction from coast to coast um, of guys all over the country who, yeah, who are, who are going, part of it and doing the same thing. You know, they're right. all on the same journey that you had said before, Brenda. Yeah, I just want to be a better I just want to be a better dad. I want to be a better person, a better man, mm-hmm. uh, a better father to my kids. Um, better leader in my workforce, better friend. Yes. Uh, just overall, when you know you think about growth, physically, mentally, spiritually, and relationally. I mean, there, is there much more than that, really? And as far as growing and no. improving, and I
0: think we've got that covered. I mean, that's a pretty, yeah.
1: pretty all-encompassing, um, yeah, mission. You know,
0: absolutely. And if if you're a if you're a business owner and you, or a team lead somewhere in, in corporate America, and you want to learn about how to be a servant leader um there's a lot of resources uh that fight club offers to help people uh men women alike um learn how to be a better leader right absolutely that's that's something that me personally
1: i've always had a passion for is leadership yeah um from you know going back into high school of being a captain of the team Mm -hmm. to uh in the classroom uh and in my career to being a a teacher leader Mm -hmm. uh, but then also looking at how can I be a leader, uh, in the building, you know, as a, maybe an administrator, but then, uh, you know, what Fight Club has done for me is moved me from what I would call kind of a back quote unquote back row Christian, where I I walk into a big church. I sit in the back row. I listen to the message. I walk out. I don't really talk to people. Um, I'm there, you know, Mm -hmm. in in attendance, but am I really doing, am I really leading? And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's really has moved me to the front, you know, what I would call the front row, right. It's put me, it's put me up front of here's, here's how we can do this together. Mm -hmm. And here has, here have been my struggles and my journey. And it allows me to have relate, have, you know, to relate with the guy who doesn't quite know where he fits in his workplace or church or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be of where his faith, you know, questioning maybe where his faith is. Yep. Uh, if he's very, uh, very early in his walk Mm -hmm. to a guy who, maybe uh I mean we've had pastors who have come through and grown in their leadership of of people of men mm-hmm. and um and so no matter where the the person is the man is on his journey, you know we have a place for that for that guy to to plug in grow, and you had mentioned you know that i think really it's a it's a discipleship making program first yes. right yep, and then i it's a leadership development uh process as well right, and then we build on that. Uh, continuously. You know, something that a guy can do 15 times and continue to learn and grow.
0: Exactly. Like you and I both have, like, just just keep doing it. And it evolves and changes as you, as you do it. Um, As you say yes and go through rounds, there's rounds where I've taken off, but then come back to it and been presented uh, with different challenges or put some things that I wanted to grow uh, on myself actually, and try to uh, improve upon that with accountability to to try to grow over time, um, and it's really been awesome. I've enjoyed it. One of the um, so discipleship and leadership to me, when you said that, it, they go like hand in hand. Too, sure, you know, and, and it it and leadership. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What you're passionate about?
1: Yeah, um, you know, leadership to me is it really comes down to two. For me personally, it comes down to two main things. Yep. One is service. Yep, you know, being a servant leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and leading by example. Yes. Um, those are two big concepts for me that when somebody would ask me of, you know, what's your philosophy of leadership or what's your, um, you know, what's your mission leadership mission or Mm -hmm. whatever. I I think that those two things really come out in everything that, that I try to Mm -hmm. do. Um, but it it also, you know, nothing happens without somebody saying yes and and taking the lead on, on doing whatever it is, uh, that, that occurs, you know, whether it's a, a business, whether it's, uh, a, a Bible study group, right. uh, whether it's the implementation of a, of a fight club, you know, in a right. men's group or whatever it might be, you yep. know, nothing happens until somebody provides a leadership for it. Right. Um, coaching, coaching, whatever it might be. Yeah. And, and I think we all, you know, to me, leadership is developed. Uh, mm-hmm. you grow mm-hmm. as a leader. Uh, I don't think you're born. With as a leader, I I think that you learn how to be an effective leader through experiences, through you know God putting people in your life to show and mentor you in in specific times of your life, right? Um, And then learning and putting yourself in in a situation to where you can learn and grow, right? uh, In how to lead people,
0: right? And being vulnerable is how I think you you do that. Just to to hook into what you're saying. you have to first you have to say yes, you have to be willing to fail mm-hmm. and be vulnerable and own your mistakes and learn from them and move on. And that's true across being a husband, being a coach, being um, you know, a corporate employee or a business owner. Um, it's not always going. It's like you said, through experiences that you learn how to grow, mm-hmm. but you got to say yes, you can't just sit in the background and, and let other people do it.
1: Well, and, you know, you and have to it, look at yourself as a leader and, and you think, well, is anybody following me? Right, you know, and you know, if nobody's following you, then you you know we need to change some things. Right. right, exactly. And I think that you know you and I have both had had uh, men in our lives, people in our lives yes. who uh, who we look to and we know are good leaders, and with some we know who are not so good leaders. Correct. And so you know one of the foundational things I think in leadership and ties to vulnerability mm-hmm. is trust. Right. And you can't build trust, I don't think, without being vulnerable. Also. That's right. Uh, or first. Right. Um, you know, that vulnerability based trust is, I think the foundation and, and probably the best, in my opinion, mm-hmm. best kind of, or type of trust that we can have with somebody. Um, and, and, and unless you as a leader are willing to just be vulnerable and real with mm-hmm. the people who you are, who you are leading, whether that's across, you know, as mm-hmm. far as, uh, you know, colleagues or leading up to, you know, your boss or your superior, if you're mm-hmm. someone who who's in the workforce or, or if you have followers below you or people who are working for you or serving mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. I think it's important that you're vulnerable and show what we call it, get in the mud, right? Show them yeah. that hey, look, I struggle too with certain things and it's okay, but let's work together to help move forward and figure this out. And That's let's, right. and you being the leader need to take the lead on that. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. And we each have a unique gifts, strengths, talents, abilities, and, and that's what the, the body of Christ is all about. But but also in a, in a team, everybody has different talents and abilities. And uh, and I think one of the one of the, the best things we can do as being leaders is looking at um, how to work all of that together mm-hmm. for good and, and saying, hey, you know what? You're better than me in this area. You know, I would love for you to take that. And I'm I'm pretty strong over here. So let me take this and then maybe have another dude say, or, or woman on your team say, Hey, I've, i am you're really good at this. I'm not good at it. And, and that vulnerability, uh, you know, I, of course I want to improve on those things that you're really good at. Maybe I can learn from you. Definitely can learn from you in that. Yeah. And so, um, I, I just, just this, I love this conversation because there's a lot of times how not to do it is to think that you got it all together. And portray that you have that you've got all the answers and and so um i've seen that type of leadership uh, or an authoritarian Mm -hmm. um where they do a lot of commanding but they don't do a whole lot of like hey you know i'm not really good at this why don't you do it or or decision making that type of thing where then maybe they can't make a decision and it causes disruptions or the you know a a path that the the team shouldn't be going down so there's just a an awful lot that i think fight club offers through the process that i i don't know of anyone who hasn't gotten anything out of it
1: yeah whether you know whether you start and and you participate for two or three weeks yep and say uh maybe it maybe it wasn't for you right now you know or or whatever it might be or or maybe life just happens and Mm And it, it just happens and you, it's just not the right time and that's okay. It, it's happened, it's happened, happened to me yeah.
0: It's happened to me yeah. before where and I've that, signed up, I've gone and then it just is not, yeah, it just it's doesn't work. It doesn't right? fit
1: like you thought it was going to fit. No. Just, and, and
0: I don't give up easily. So. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so you can always stay on for, for the 10 weeks, but, um, maybe not as engaged. Like there's been yeah. some times where life has happened that way, but, uh, I fully intend to be back. Yeah. I mean, doing it. obviously welcome March. you back anytime, but <laughs>
1: yeah. you know, it's, uh, you know what? What whether you're there for a couple of weeks, yeah. Uh, follow, participate, etc. For a couple of weeks, or you are able to and finish throughout the ten weeks mm-hmm. um, without striking out, and that's not easy. It's not easy to what, get to. What
0: constitutes a strikeout? Yeah. So great question. <laughs> when, uh,
1: so I was talking earlier about the tasks or the the challenges that you get every mm-hmm. week in those four areas, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, basically, how it works is if you go through your week and you accomplish or able to do all of the different challenges and tasks that we give Mm -hmm. in those four areas, then you're good, right? You're, you're great week done, accomplished, move on to week two. Right. And, uh, if you would go through a week and maybe, uh, you know, physical and nutritional is always one of the, that causes the most, (laughs) the most pain and pressure for various reasons. But, uh, but maybe, maybe you were supposed to work out three days this week and you only worked out two, you know, Uh, then that would be a strike because you didn't meet the criteria or meet the challenge that was given to you for the week. And so if we can get through 10 weeks and not get three strikes, then we graduate. Right. Um, Okay. And once you graduate, you get a band and you can buy a shirt. Right. You know, first time grad shirt. Um, And every time you go through it, there's a different... Uh, we call it swag or grad gear yeah. that you have the opportunity uh, <laughs> to get. And Brett, yeah. you've got, I yeah. think that was maybe round uh, three or so. I Some, think you get something that, like something like that. If, yeah. if you've gone through three times, there's, you know, different shirts and different hats and so on that you yeah. can get. It's pretty cool. Uh, depending on how many times you go through. And that's the cool thing about it. I mean, you can go through once a year, you can go through twice a year. Mm-hmm. You can go through once and say, that was great. You can go through 15 times, and every single time you get something different out of it, yeah. grow in a different way. You grow in yourself, you grow with other people, mm-hmm. grow in your leadership. Right. Um, and grow, you know, your family continues to grow and get stronger as well.
0: Yeah. Can you, uh, so I'm going to transition a little away from Fight Club. Can you talk about Fair Warrior sure. and what that's about?
1: Yeah, Fair Warrior is as of January of 22, uh newly established 501c3 public Whoa. charity. Uh so Whoa. that was really exciting for yeah. us. We've something we've been talking about. Congrats. When I say we, I mean um, our co-leader of Fight Club and, and and executive director of Fair Warrior Matt Zapasodi. Yep. Um when he and I really got started together about 7 years ago, it was really pretty quick after we had done a couple rounds of mm-hmm. this together. Mm-hmm. Um we started brainstorming of how can this become something that we do, you know, something yeah. that develops into uh, maybe full time, you know, for us at some point or on some level. Mm-hmm. And, and so we've had a lot of different great men come through and leaders come through. And when we really started to massage this idea, mm-hmm. probably four or five years ago, it's been, a, it's been a while, you know, when this yeah. really started to develop, Yeah, um, there were, there were five principles that kind of came out of, how we operate and what we do, and one of those was purpose, humility, uh, accountability, respect, and excellence. And so that P H A R right. E makes up fair. Right. Uh, and fair is the French word for a lighthouse. Nice. And so we believe. I that, did not know that. Yeah. So See, we. It is I need really. To get
0: brushed up on my. Front it, is really, uh, it is
1: really. It is really a God thing the way it everything kind of came together, yeah. but. But those five principles—purpose, humility, accountability, respect, and excellence—we mm-hmm. uh, believe that by uh, by pursuing those, by by embracing those, we can be the light for men in the world. You know, we can mm-hmm. be um, a light for men to turn to, go towards, um, and guide. You know, men in our world today that. Um, to help them grow, you know, right. spiritually, mentally, physically, real, and right. in those four it's areas, a ch- it's
0: a challenging world. For it men. is a challenging world, yeah. and, and this is great,
1: man. It's been a, it's been a time, you know, the last couple of years in our world that has been very divisive. And you know, can we bring men together? Yeah. Um, through you know, through our faith, through our walk, through, um, and have God at the at the center of that, right? And just start to help realign a little bit, yeah. and and take the focus off of some of the divisive topics that are out there and and let's what is our what are, what are we here for? You know, let's mm-hmm. you know we we talk about a lot of these these issues and so on that that come up and um and whether it's in business or otherwise and, and it really boils down to pride. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times when you really uh, dive into some of the couldn't agree more. You know, some yeah. of the disagreements and divisiveness, it comes down to to personal pride. And so if we Wanting can to be right right and if we can if we can humble ourselves a Correct. little bit and yeah. act with humility yes um, whether it be in leadership and in, in business and in, in daily life at home whatever it might be you know hold each other accountable to those actions
0: mm-hmm.
1: be respectful and and really try to build and become excellent
0: mm-hmm. in all that we're doing mm-hmm.
1: we believe that can move us and we believe that men are the are the leaders of the home and 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 um and the leaders in the church and and just uh as, as the man moves, the world kind of moves. Sometimes, you know, yep. and and so if we can help our men lead our families yes. at home well, Correct. then uh, I I think a lot of other things start to start to kind of go away, you know. And and there's there are things out there with the father factor, and we believe in that, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. and how can we help men as husbands and fathers and leaders of our families to uh, to really encompass those five things as well? So Fight Club is one of the ways, is one of the kind of the arms or programs that we run. Right. To help accomplish that.
0: Yes. And then Fair Warrior builds on that. Exactly. Even more. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, man, changing the culture, uh, our culture um, for good, uh, not for bad, but more for inclusion, more for understanding and hearing the other sides of arguments so that we're not so divisive. Um, I mean, you know, you all think, of that, man. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, ahead. you know,
1: how, you know, Christ was the ultimate leader, right? He yeah. Absolutely. the absolutely he, You think about the, the humility that he showed as, as a leader, Mm -hmm. you know, coming, uh, coming as man. I mean, you know, he could have come in so many different ways and be born, been born in a palace, but he was born in a manger in a barn. Right. The, the, the humility that he showed and obviously Mm -hmm. the purpose of his ministry and the direction he gave and the coaching Mm -hmm. and leadership Mm -hmm. that he provided to his disciples as he, as he spread, you know, his gospel throughout the, throughout the land, right. Throughout the world. And so, um, obviously looking at him as the ultimate leader in our, in our mind. And, yeah. and how can we, again, build on those five pillars, those five principles yes, to work, work towards that, you know, never, never arriving necessarily, but continuously pers- continuous pursuing, pursuing yeah. pursuance of, you know, mm-hmm. of those things. So,
0: yeah, it's a, it's a journey that, that, um, and it's not meant to, Hey, you're done with the program. I've right. arrived like. Yeah, that would be prideful to say. Absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. It's more like, no. All right. So now you're a better version of yourself when you before uh, now than when you started, and now's the, here's the next set yeah. of challenges. Here's a reset and a rethinking of what you're trying to do and in, in becoming a better person, a better man of God, a better father, friend, brother, that type of thing. Mm. It's that's awesome. So you got. Yeah. Fight club, fair warrior. I see now how fair warrior came about. So thank you for explaining that. Um, French term means lighthouse. That's pretty (laughs) awesome too. Um, and so, so where are you at like now? Are you, you're in fully engaged in fight club. You're fully engaged in fair warrior. You're also a teacher, right? Or you are a teacher. What, what grades do you tear? Like, where are you at with your, with your profession? Sure. Uh, well, career. professionally,
1: my my career, my full-time career, yeah. you know, is uh, <laughs> uh, I've, I was in the classroom for 10 years yep. and I taught everything from fourth grade to eighth grade math, you know, six, okay. sixth grade, seventh grade, okay. eighth grade. You like um, numbers. I like numbers. I like uh, routine. I yeah. like, um, I like structure, you know, yes. things like that. So the, yep. uh, the arts is not necessarily my forte, although I have taught it. It's just not my forte, yeah. you
0: know, under it's, it's. Yeah. See, right there, there's, there are other people better at art That's than, right. than Bob. There so. are a lot of people
1: who are better at reading and writing and all those things than so. I am. You, give me some, you know, give me some processes to find and patterns to look for. And yeah. To and crunch, he is excellent
0: okay. at that. Excellent at that. And does not like to be late. That no, is awesome. I don't. I don't.
1: <laughs> um, most, the last seven years I've spent as an instructional coach. Okay. And So I get to coach and lead teachers. Um, and mm. so really it's, it's, That's a blessing. It's somewhat That's unique, yeah. I think. Um, you know, our district is blessed to have one of uh, you know one of my position at every building, and so mm. it is really just a, an opportunity for me to coach and lead people. Yeah, uh, in the education setting and in the world, which right now we know and across the country, I feel like is it's kind a cha- of uh, it's is, a, is extremely challenging. But I also get to apply that
0: and mm-hmm.
1: the things I've learned professionally to do that with leading and coaching men you know so right. the the tie there is it's is natural. substantial and, and natural, and, natural. Yeah. Uh, and and my wife often reminds me that you know if if I was still in the classroom the way that it was mm-hmm. uh, or the way that I was before still in the classroom now you know my my ability to have some some additional time to whether it be mentally have mm-hmm. the time or even time of my day mm-hmm. um before or after school to be able to help focus on and lead with fair warrior, um, uh, through fight club, et cetera, right. Would really not be there. You know, I, I couldn't yeah. have juggled both and couldn't do both yeah. and manage the time. Well, if I was still in the classroom. So she obviously reminds me uh, often that, uh, you know, God put this role in my life to not only prepare me as a person and mm-hmm. and with the skill set to help, but also give me the bandwidth to be able to, uh, to have the security. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, of my for my family right to be able to to be able to provide yep. and not not have a stress there right but also then be able to really use my strengths yes to build grow and lead men in the community and have that impact it's like the it's like my local mission i guess yeah. you know yeah. of what i'm what i'm able to help grow here through his through his work and his his grace here mm-hmm um with men around me like you continue to say that mm-hmm. are just really good at different things mm-hmm. but together you know our common common goal and common mission doesn't ever change
0: exactly i love how you're yeah the the opportunity that you have to pour into other people and then other people to also in turn turn around and pour into other people and it keeps it's a that's that discipleship that that happens and i hear that in what you're doing and younger uh, other teachers that you're able to coach or learning and they're going to be able to do the same types of things if they so choose it, be willing, you know, right. and, and God's aligned your path and, and your story to be able to make that happen for you, right? For yes. you and your family. And so being open-minded to what he's got is, is a big key to, to having that opportunity and hearing that still small voice to say yes to yes, you know, versus, Oh, I'm good. Just going to do this. And this is all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. No, no, I think our our culture shifted too to be a little more open minded on the gig economy, right? But um, that's it, awesome. It's a great. What I'm hearing is just great to Thank me. I'm, I'm stoked for you. Um, let's see. Well, there's a lot of other questions, <laughs> and I knew this would happen because this is this happens every time. We have a list of questions. I've I we do this every time, and we won't get to all of them. Um, let's see. Looking at the time, just taking a quick time check because um I don't have my uh my trusty Sally Waddington over here. <laughs> She'll like that I mentioned her name as the as the producer <laughs> the the producer of the show. Um but let's see any anything you would like to say um to uh people maybe thinking about Signing up for Fight Club that's coming up in March. Anything you want to just encourage people with um, as they consider it or as they're thinking about it?
1: Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, me Brett, I'm not really one to pull too many punches. Uh, yeah, I tend I <laughs> to, uh, and that's one thing that I've had to learn. You know, of and how to hold people accountable, and that it's okay to hold people accountable.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Um,
1: but as you know, speaking to the men out there, as men, we are accountable to lead. Yeah, uh, we are accountable to lead. In every facet of our lives, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I 100% agree and believe that every single man out there, every person is a leader. You're either a good leader or a bad leader, but you're leading somehow. Right. You're leading by your words, you're leading by your actions, because somebody's watching what you're doing and how you're doing it, what you're saying and how you're saying it in yeah. every place that you go, in every conversation you might have. And so for me, what Fight Club has done for me is given me a basis and a platform mm-hmm. to be able to continuously learn, grow, and reflect on myself so that I can make sure no matter where I am, whether that be at school, whether God puts me in a different career path later somewhere else, whether that be at a at a in a church, whether that be just in a conversation at Lowe's in the hardware store. Right. But being his hands and feet and being that example. Yeah. Um, and it takes time to grow and learn as a leader. It's not something that we said before. I don't think you're born with it. I think you grow and develop into that Mm -hmm. and fight club itself is a program Mm -hmm. that if trusted and done Mm -hmm. with fidelity, right. And given the, given the attention that it, that it needs can develop, I believe personally any man into, into that and continuously I believe grow and help with that. Yeah, now,
0: I believe with that, you know, same. But
1: I will also that's say, that's you know, Fight Club, I think every man will benefit from going through that program. Is it for everybody? Probably not, but I think everybody could benefit from it. Sure. But I think you have to approach it with the right mindset as well. Yeah. Um, you know, registration opens in February, February okay. 18th, fc414.club slash register. Say that again. FC for Fight Club, uh-huh. fc414. It's based on Nehemiah 414. Yep. So Mm FC414.club slash register. Got it. Opens up February 18th. The round begins March 18th. Uh, If you're local here in the central Indiana area, or even really in anywhere close to central Indiana, uh, kickoff is at Finch Creek Fieldhouse in Noblesville. Okay. Which is just outside of Indianapolis. If you are, if you are remote uh, or, you know, Mm -hmm. further out outside of the Indiana region, depending on where you're located, we've got Brunswick, Mm -hmm. Georgia. We've got Marshfield, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. As two uh, if you're Southern Indiana, we've got Bedford, Indiana. They host typically all three of those locations will host their own kickoff uh, and events, uh, but we will be able to connect you virtually as well. So make sure Sweet. that uh, you're looking into that. And uh, it's been life changing for myself. I know it's yeah. been super impactful for you, Brett, and along with yeah, th- literally thousands of other men across yeah. the world,
0: um, you know, to be plugged into. Absolutely. Is it free for first time guys?
1: It is. That is actually something we've been able to uh, really hold tight hold tight to is mm-hmm. that we don't, we want to take down any barrier and roadblock that we can for, a, especially for a first time guy, right. To come in right. who really doesn't know uh, what they're getting into right, yeah. until they show up. That's <laughs> all. So uh, Cause most guys will say, I have no idea. didn't know what I was getting myself into before right. I came. Uh, but it is uh, first time guys are all sponsored by somebody, yep you know, whether that be a, a graduate is able to sponsor a, a first time guy. Yep uh, we've had churches sponsor groups, you know, so we'll have a church say, Hey, I want to, I want to sponsor 10 guys from my church. And that, that is definitely something that guys are able to do. Um, if you're a business owner out there and, and you, you know, obviously you have allocated funds to, to donate and give, mm-hmm. you know, there, there are things you need to give your money to, you know, to give money away and support and help. And, right. and we believe this is a good cause for that. You know, we believe Absolutely. in growing men and growing leaders. And so for you as a, as a business, as a company, mm-hmm. uh, we have sponsor opportunities for you, uh, to put, to get your name out there. Uh, but we also just have an opportunity for you to, to support the men, um, the men in your, in your, in your organization, organization yeah. of, Hey, let's, if. I mean, Who doesn't
0: want great leaders inside the organization? Right? And,
1: and we do it, you know, yeah. we, we grow our, we grow men again, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, relationally and physically. Yep. Uh, and we believe if you can grow in those four areas, you're going to be a stronger man, stronger person and stronger leader, you know, for wherever it is that you are. We talked a lot about that. So this would encourage all you guys, um, take a look at that, you know, make note of that again, fc414.club is the website you can go to for that information and, uh, and reach out to Brent or myself.
0: Absolutely. Well, with that, man, I want to thank you for coming on, bro. Appreciate you having
1: me. This has been fun.
0: This has been great. And I'll have you back again. Uh, here maybe, uh, by the end of the year or next year, this time, sure. Kind of recap, um, fight club, how it's going, fair warrior, how that's going, what you're up to, um, just touch base about how life's going and stuff like that. So, um, with that, we'll wrap it up. Thank you again. I appreciate you being on the show Foster and friends.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me. All
0: right. Thanks Bob. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Foster & Friends. If you've enjoyed listening to our conversations here today, be sure to subscribe to Foster & Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find full video recordings on our Foster & Friends YouTube channel on Instagram at Foster & Friends Podcast. Again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. This is Brent Foster signing off.